1: You are Locked
2: On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every 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 day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and I apologize for this being a little bit late, but there's been a lot going on. And I was trying to time it so that we made sure we didn't miss anything, but also had everything fresh. It's just never a good time because there's always rumors and always speculation about the Washington, the Washington Redskins. Uh, And just wanted to make sure, again, we brought you everything that we possibly could. All right. So coming up on this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, we will have a mock draft Monday. I've been negligent with that. Uh, We will have that for you as we approach the combine. And a lot of things will change after the combine and, of course, after free agency. I... Mock drafts are one of those weird things that they're so hard to really take seriously overall, but really hard prior to free agency. I mean that j- just being honest. I mean, I, I everybody does them, but so many things change after free agency or after just the first week of free agency. You know, I, I have no idea who the Redskins are going to get. That's going to totally change how I think about their draft. Right now, they have a ton of needs. They won't have as many needs a month from now. They'll still have needs, but they won't have as many, if we're being honest. But we will have that for you, uh, courtesy of our friends at the Draft Network. Uh, Also, Trent Williams, a small little update from him via Mark Maskey of the Washington Post, who briefly caught up with Ron Rivera. As well, the Redskins social media team, the Redskins organization doing the right thing continuously? Yeah, absolutely. In more ways than one. We're going to have the Scouting Combine this week and we will actually hear from multiple members of the Redskins organization, which I can't even begin to imagine. Um, also, Doug Williams on Dwayne Haskins and Alex Smith. So we got a lot to cover. Let's get to it right away. The latest on Trent Williams is, well, we still don't know. Um, The bottom line is this. Mark Maskey caught up with Ron Rivera briefly as he was leaving an NFL competition committee meeting on Sunday. He said nothing had been resolved about the Redskins' attempt to convince Trent Williams to return. Quote-unquote, nothing to share right now. End quote. Now Maskey followed it up with another tweet and we wrote about this at redskinsreport.com that basically that doesn't mean that there's nothing good happening or that it's not going to happen it's just right now they don't have anything definitive it's still inching in that direction but right now nothing is locked up So here's how I read that because that this what I care about is not when this is going to happen But if it happens, here's how we have to kind of process it. We all know there are multiple, multiple, multiple issues, right? Contract, salary cap, guarantees, health, injuries, uh, the fines, all of that stuff. We've covered all of that in detail. If you've missed that, Um, You know, just check the archives because we've covered it all. Uh, Also a great place to go again, RedskinsReport.com. And I try and put as much stuff up at Locked Redskins as I possibly can on Twitter. This is very complicated still. All right, just because Ron Rivera said there's nothing to share right now doesn't mean that nothing's going to happen, right? Uh, Doesn't mean it couldn't happen quick. But it also could take another week or two to get some sort of resolution. One thing that I think we should all agree on is this has to be done before free agency, right? I still don't think the Redskins are going to go into free agency looking for a left tackle if, if they trade Trent Williams or if they feel they can't get Trent Williams. I feel the draft is loaded with left tackle prospects. Uh, and you do have Jaron Christian, and you can go out and get a veteran free agent that gets let go after the draft or that still sits around after the first primary part of free agency, that type of thing. I don't think there's any rush. But I do think you need to kind of know going into free agency March, what is it, 18th. Um, whether or not you're going to have Trent Williams. So right now, I'm not panicked about the timeline. One thing that I will add, I think Trent Williams has no leverage here, almost no leverage at all. He's going to be 32. He's in the final year of his contract. None of it is guaranteed. He hasn't played football in a year and a half. Yes, it's a new administration, but he's had all sorts of injury issues. Um, Your body doesn't get healthier and better as you get older. Yes, he's dominant and great when he's healthy, but – Again, he hasn't been healthy, uh, and he's good when he's banged up. He's not great when he's banged up, if we're being totally honest. He's good, uh, but he's not great, okay? So the other part of it is when you sacrificed over $14 million, and we've repeatedly, and nobody has addressed this, repeatedly mentioned, hey, we still have these outstanding fines, That nobody seems to want to acknowledge that hasn't been resolved. When you have all of these logistics and issues, I don't know if this gets done. As a matter of fact, I've remained steadfast into thinking that, you know, while everyone's reporting that it's likely to get done and it will get done and it's, you know, the plan and whatever, I've continuously said there's a lot of hurdles to overcome here. The other thing is, Again, when you've sacrificed the amount of money that Trent Williams sacrificed last year to make a point, and I know he wasn't counting on the Redskins shutting down that final five or so million dollars, and obviously he was wrong, and his agent was wrong. He's got a family. And, you know, I wrote about this again, uh, and I, I, I try very hard to stay out of personal situations because I don't want anybody digging into my personal life. But he's got a family situation that I'm aware of that, let's just put it this way, while I will not share the details of, makes it hard to really dig in and say, nope, I'm not reporting, I'm not coming, I'm not playing. So I think the Redskins have all the leverage in the world. And whether, yeah, I'm sure they know that. I'm sure they feel that. The question is, does Trent know that? And does Trent sense that? And is Trent willing to say, hey, you know what? I'll come in and report on time and be a part of this team and trust you and give you a chance to not lead me wrong. If I show up and if I contribute and if I show you that I can wear a helmet and that I'm Trent Williams. Now, I, I simply have no idea how we prove that he's Trent Williams in OTAs. I mean, you can look at the footwork, you can look at the stance, you can look at the technique, you can look at everything, but until we go at it for real and it counts and the bullets fly for real, I just don't know how you can tell that. But maybe at least that would give you more impetus, if you're the Redskins, to guaranteeing a portion of his uh, 2020 unguaranteed salary, at least unguaranteed up until week one, Or maybe doing a one-year extension or a multi-year extension to make it work better for everyone. I don't know how you do that without getting him in the building. This has been part of my problem all along. But again, I don't think Trent has any leverage. And the Redskins could also swing a deal. You know, while all of this reporting is favorable, positive, favorable, positive, remember... The Redskins benefit from all of these reports. The Redskins benefit. Trent Williams doesn't benefit, I don't think. The Redskins benefit. Why? Well, that's a good question. So here's the answer. Everybody appeared to think that Trent Williams was never going to play again for the Washington Redskins. Therefore, they had no leverage when it came to trade negotiations. If a team said, no, no, you know what? He's not reporting to you. We're not going to give you more than a fourth-round pick. And then the Redskins said, "Yeah, you know what? We, he's not going to report to us. Let's take a fourth-round pick, conditional whatever. Now, all of these reports seem to indicate that Ron Rivera loves Trent Williams and Trent Williams is going to come back and that the Redskins do have options and the Redskins do have leverage. You see how this works? Not to say that for sure it guarantees any return, but if the Redskins were to decide to trade Trent Williams again, which they weren't willing to do last year, despite weirdly making him available, apparently or whatever at the trade deadline, I, that was a whole mess, and only Bruce Allen could orchestrate that. But if the red if if all of the reports indicate, hey, Trent is willing to come back. Hey, the Redskins want him to come back. What does that do? Teams start looking around and saying, oh, Is Trent really going to go back there? Oh, you mean we can't get him for a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick? Oh, we might have to give up a second-round pick? Well, let's put in a different offer. Let's, Hey, we really think Trent Williams could work for us. Maybe we can still get him, but we might have to pay a second-round pick instead of a conditional fourth or conditional third. You see how I'm – again, it doesn't guarantee anything, but the public stance right now – because I believe the Redskins have leaked some of this stuff somehow, some way, has shifted and changed to now Trent Williams is desired by the Redskins and Trent Williams appears to be heading back to the Redskins. And while they still have options and while they could still do different things... It doesn't appear to be a totally lost cause and that they have to dump him like the Pittsburgh Steelers who basically screwed that up and came out and said, we're getting rid of Antonio Brown. Who was going to pay a lot for Antonio Brown? Now, it turned out that they were right. You shouldn't have paid a lot for Antonio Brown. But the point of the matter is, when the Steelers were so resolute publicly in saying they were going to get rid of Antonio Brown, they got nothing for him. They got nothing for him. The Redskins stand to gain after what happened last year by making sure that the world knows, the world knows that Trent Williams could come back to the Redskins. So that was, again, through Mark Maskey and obviously some of my own thoughts at the NFL Competition Committee, which, as my buddy Earl Forcey points out, that Ron Rivera, now the head coach, is a member of the NFL's competition committee, which is made up of two owners, two team presidents, two GMs, and three head coaches. And quite honestly, Ron Rivera is not only the head coach, but essentially is the de facto team president, and he's the number one football man in the organization. And as Earl Forsey, uh, who has joined us on this podcast before, points out, that's all chosen by the commissioner a prestigious spot along the NFL's hierarchy. And that should tell you everything you need to know what the NFL thinks if you don't already know about Ron Rivera. All right, so that puts a wrap, at least for this edition, uh, on Trent Williams. And I know we're way late here, uh, but I, I wanted to make sure that we got that out for you guys right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days that you were always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up fellas, bluechew.com, that's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from a little more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet way package right now we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code locked on just pay five dollars shipping again that's bluechew.com promo code locked on to try it free bluechew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast
0: hi i'm jake from locked on
1: We are with you on the Locked on Redskins podcast. So this comes to us from Sirius XM NFL radio. They caught up with Doug Williams, now the senior vice president of player development for the Washington Redskins. You may remember at a Redskins involved event at the embassy of Qatar a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned and I know I wrote about it, RedskinsReport.com, and I know I mentioned it here on the podcast that I thought Doug Williams had some interesting comments on Dwayne Haskins. And just paraphrasing, they were basically like, hey, man, you need to make sure that you're in the building so much and so long that the coaches are kicking you out and telling you to go home. None of this 8-4 to stuff, in and out, None of this during the offseason, you come in, work out for an hour, hour and a half, and you go home and you play video games and you do your line of clothing and uh, all this, you know, embassy king of whatever he does. Uh, I don't have any patience or any time for that stuff. I don't care about any of it, okay? So Doug Williams said that nobody made a big deal out of it. Of course, you know, not that I made a big deal out of it, but I thought it was very interesting, very revealing you know, because if you think, you know, again, if you think Dwayne Haskins has an an ally um, from the old staff to the new staff, it's Doug Williams, right? Play played the position, African-American quarterback, won a Super Bowl. He was here last year. He knows. It doesn't look like Doug Williams, while I'm sure not intentionally trying to ambush Dwayne Haskins, it doesn't look like Doug Williams is going to defend Dwayne Haskins and advocate him for him at all costs is how I would say it I I don't want to make it seem like like he's not a fan because I don't know that I think Doug Williams is a fan of Dwayne Haskins his talent but Doug Williams is smart enough to understand what it takes to win at this position what it takes to win in the National Football League and what you have to do as a even a 22 year old to build yourself up and to gain trust from the coaching staff. Remember, this coaching staff is not connected at all to Dwayne Haskins. And they have intimated it. They have indicated it, that they are not sold in many different forms and fashions. Nor should they be. Nor should they be. But for Doug Williams to say what he said a couple of weeks ago and to say what he did on SiriusXM NFL Radio, which you're going to hear in just a moment, is really eye-opening in my eyes. Now, there's some good and there's some not-so-good, and it tells you everything you need to know about where we're at. Dwayne Haskins making progress, but he's got a long, long way to go. Listen to this. The
3: games he played, you know, he played decently, but I think the last game of the season, the way he was playing that last game is the way we want to see Dwayne Haskins play this game because he got talent, and he got hurt, he hurt his ankle, got rolled up, he had thrown like two TD passes. He was like twelve or fifteen, and you know it was it gave you some hope that this is where he's gonna start off. And, and since that time, the kid had been been where he's supposed to be. I think in the building, working out on his own, trying to find out what's going on. And like I told him, him and I talk. I try not. To, I tell him all the time, I'm not your coach. I just try to tell him what he has to do to get him out of that mentality that I can just galvan all over the place on the offseason When really, you need to be here trying to find out what I need to do for the season. You know, Alex Smith has been a mentor to Dwayne, you know, when he's at the the Redskins headquarters and he's continuing his rehab. What do you think that's meant for Dwayne to have Alex as a resource? And also, are we hoping Alex can still play? I know he wants to. What do you know? Alex Smith is a pro, a pro's pro. And uh, when he walked in the building the first time, you you felt his presence from a leadership standpoint. And it's unfortunate that, that Alex got hurt. Because I think we, as a football team, Alec was the guy that got, had us where we were at the time before he got hurt at 6-3. And, and since that time, when he was able to come back and stand up and go to meetings and work out, he's been in Dwayne's ear. And, I, you know, I hear Patrick Mahomes talk about him all the time, and I can see it translating into Dwayne. And we all hope for none Nobody works harder than him. I, I won't count him out. I mean, it's hard to believe but when you watch him. Every day in the weight room and what he's doing, you say to yourself, wow, how are you doing that? So I think in his mind, and, and, and he feels like he's going to play, and I think we got to almost go along with him until he say, I can't do it. But until that time, you know, the most important thing, stay in Dwayne's ear. All right,
1: once again, that's Redskins Senior Vice President of Player Development Doug Williams on Sirius XM NFL Radio. We'll have more reaction to that. In the coming days, uh, because this again bears mention and um, not only that, but but you have to at this point think that this coaching staff is not only not sold on Dwayne Haskins, but they may have very legitimate doubts. I'll, I'll just label it as that. And I don't think I'm... First of all, there's nothing wrong with that. They should. They should be very skeptical. But it's okay if they have legitimate doubts. It's okay, because the last coaching staff certainly did too. Remember what happened. All right. Mock Draft Monday, because we're recording this on a Monday, and it'll be posted on a Monday. You might be listening on a Tuesday, but you get the point. We will do that next and wrap up the show on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's... Put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, that's text the word to Advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, everybody, we are wrapping up the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is a mock draft Monday. So our buddy Joe Marino, who hosts the Locked on Bills podcast uh, and who we uh, chatted with when the Redskins played the Bills uh, in the um, in the in the. In the regular season, also the co-host of the Draft Dudes podcast, which you can uh, check out as well. He's also the Director of Administration and Senior NFL Draft Analyst for thedraftnetwork.com, thedraftnetwork.com, and he put out his latest mock draft on, well, Monday, 6.0, version 6.0. So, of course, the Washington Redskins, are still going at number two with Chase Young from Ohio State. Joe Burrow still going number one uh, because there's all this subjection, you know, or subjective kind of t- words and comments. We just don't know. Um, clearly, Chase Young seems to be everybody's, like, locked-in favorite, not only for the Redskins, but pretty much the best player in the draft. Um, There's all sorts of speculation about what could happen behind it. I'm still curious what could happen if the Bengals bungle it and don't make a trade out of number one and take Joe Burrow uh, and then trade him immediately, uh, which I don't know why you would do, but whatever. I think you would do it before. Or take Chase Young and then leave the Redskins with the Joe Burrow option (laughs) because then you're talking about Trade down, I think, or you're taking Joe Burrow, which would kind of really emphasize what we were just talking about in our last segment. But anyway, Chase Young still going number two overall. Uh, to the Washington Redskins. Now, part of the reason why I still think you have to, at all costs, explore a trade with Trent Williams, who we talked about a lot, obviously, and or Ryan Kerrigan, or somebody is because or Quentin Dunbar, why you have to trade him, is because the Redskins need a second-round pick, right? They lost their second-round pick, now number 34 overall, which they weren't obviously counting on, in the deal for Montez Sweat. Right now, draftnetwork.com, or thedraftnetwork.com, and... Again, Joe Marino has Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State, going to the Colts at number 34. Right, So you, you kind of get an idea of who they could have gotten in that area. Grant Delpit still, the safety from LSU. Uh, and I know there's a lot of conjecture about him uh, out on the market. Uh, at that point, Damon Arnett, cornerback from Ohio State, he didn't get any run compared to Jeffrey Okuda, uh, but still pretty good. He went the pick before at 33. So, I mean, again, you see uh, a cornerback from Auburn goes right after to the Lions. So you kind of see what would what most of the experts project would be available, the Redskins need to recover that somehow, some way. And again, I keep saying, you know, if they work a trade with the Dolphins or if they work a trade with the Panthers or the Chargers, a quarterback hungry team for either Tua Tagovailoa or Justin Herbert uh, or, or, right. Or Justin Herbert, or in the scenario that we also mentioned, Joe Burrow, you know, you could recover, say, the number 39 overall pick from the Dolphins you could recover a 37 or 38 overall pick from the Panthers or the Chargers, which then replaces at least that high second-round pick that you lost in the sweat deal. I think it's so important and so imperative for them to – If not trade down, trade one of their assets, either Trent Williams or Quentin Dunbar or Ryan Kerrigan or something along those lines. I don't think you'd get a second for Ryan Kerrigan. I'm not even sure if you'd get a second for Williams or Dunbar, but at least those two have a better chance of reeling in a decent second-round pick. All right, so that's the deal with that. Redskins, no second-round pick, at least for right now. The other thing we wanted to mention, again, Kyle Smith going to speak Tuesday Late morning at the scouting combine in Indianapolis, Ron Rivera on Wednesday. This a very different change for the Redskins. Uh, There were years where nobody spoke at the combine except off on the side. Uh, Bruce Allen hated the media, except if it was his national uh, media buddies who would kind of kiss ass and not ask the tough questions because they weren't following the team like we were, and Bruce preferred uh, that type of thing. Uh, So this is a major, major, major philosophical change. Good job by the Redskins here making both Kyle Smith, who's the de facto general manager, and the number one football man in charge, Ron Rivera, um, available. And also a great job by the Redskins over the weekend, having Ron Rivera on his way to Indianapolis, uh, having Adrian Peterson, Ryan Kerrigan, Who else was in it? Somebody else was in it. Do an edited video congratulating Alex Ovechkin on goal number 700. They did a really nice Twitter thing on their Twitter moments after Alex Ovechkin of the Capitals reached 700. They understood. They learned their lesson in the past. How much fans appreciate that. How much fans of organizations appreciate that and recognize that and realize when you don't do it and when you do do it. And They're starting to change their philosophy, so good job out of the Washington Redskins uh, for doing that and recognizing that. A little bit too late, but they got it done, so I want to make sure that we're fair and we signal them out. All right, we have to put a wraps on this. I know we forgot something. Uh, but we will get to it, I promise, <laughs> on the next episode because there's just so much going on. I can't squeeze everything in. Hang tight. We'll have plenty of coverage for you. Uh, we will get you another episode just as soon as we can right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As always, check me out on Twitter at WrestleMania 621 at WrestleMania 621 at Locked Redskins, RedskinsReport.com, on the radio, 106.7, the fan of the app. Thanks for being with us, everybody, on this Mock Draft Monday, and as well, Combine Week, in the National Football League is underway. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL
2: draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.